welcome to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about anime episodes 54 through 61. That's right. We are discussing eight whole episodes here as we are diving into One Piece's first full filler story arc, the Warship Island arc. Obviously, with this being an anime-only filler, there are no equivalent manga chapters except a couple key scenes from chapter 101 is in here. This is going to be a fairly short episode as I don't really feel like talking about filler material too much in depth as you probably may have already guessed from my tone. I don't like them. So the synopsis. So in the Warship Island arc, we see the Straw Hats come across a shipwrecked little girl named Apis who is trying to run from a group of marines who are after her because she has knowledge of the whereabouts of a millennial dragon which can lead them to the fabled lost island where they can find a stone called Dragonite that supposedly can grant immortality. It then becomes a race to get a piece and the dragon back to its home on the lost island before the marines can catch up to them. Now obviously there are no differences <laughs> because this is a completely anime made up story. I guess if you really wanted to split hairs, the fact that a piece is there during the calm belt explanation scene is a difference. And then in the journey up reverse mountain, we have Eric just showing up randomly. Are the two canon differences, I guess, in those two key scenes? First of all, all cards on the table. I hate filler episodes. One Piece does kind of have one decent filler arc later on, but for the most part, They're all just hollow, empty shells of their original material because the original author, Oda Eiichiro, did not have a hand in writing the stories at all. And the only purpose is to slow the pace of the anime down so that it doesn't catch up to the manga or else the studio would lose material to cover and would either have to create long-term filler arcs, go on hiatus, or cancel the show and if lucky come back to the anime at some time in the future. Overall, I didn't really like or find this filler story arc interesting at all. In fact, it's so boring. I hate watching it and almost never watch this when I rewatch the series. In fact, this is the first time I've seen this filler arc since the very first time I saw it over 20 some years ago. The story doesn't really do a good job of making me care about anything, especially a piece and Grandpa Dragon. That's what I'm going to call him. (laughs) I know his name is Ryuji, and that's basically just old dragon. So yeah, I'm just going to continue calling him Grandpa Dragon. The dragon in particular is the key to this story, and yet it doesn't really do or say anything the whole time. And we learn next to nothing about him. And when he starts to do stuff, it's like in the second to last episode. And at that point, I don't even really care because I have no idea how I should even feel about this guy. The pacing of this story is so slow. There's a lot of screen time devoted to just people sitting in a room talking or doing menial things like cutting down trees and building a cart. And it's it's funny because in the actual story, the characters themselves are bored to tears by listening to somebody just talk. (laughs) I find that really funny how that's the case. And we're all sitting here experiencing the exact same thing. I mean, basically half the time the characters are doing absolutely nothing and the story is making no progress at all. Obviously, because it's filler, they can't really be any meaningful character or story development, which adds to the uninteresting nature of this particular story. So it just feels like stalled and wasted time. In fact, 50% of what's shown in the episodes just feels unnecessary and can be shortened or removed altogether. 
the characterizations are just kind of all over the place too and even sometimes just completely out of character i mean sanji is just reduced to this guy who just fawns over nami usopp is nothing but a scared bumbling idiot and the weirdest but funniest thing is actually Zoro and Sanji just peacefully seen doing dishes together. I mean, from what we know of these characters, they'd never be seen doing dishes like this together normally. <laughs> or how about Zoro struggling against a guy like Eric and being tricked by getting dirt thrown in his eyes? I mean, what we know of Zoro even to this point, that would never happen. And so it just seems really odd to see these characters just behave and act in ways that you just don't expect them to because of how they've been characterized up until this point. The bad guys are absolutely atrocious. Commodore Nelson is just a stupid villain. How on earth would someone that fat, weak, and useless maintain such a high-ranking position in the Marines in the world of One Piece? It just doesn't make any sense. And Eric isn't any better. They're both evil dudes who want something of value, but neither are explored any further and really are just one-dimensional characters just evil and greedy for the sake of being evil and greedy. It's never expressed what they do with the immortality or why they even want the immortality. And so you just aren't really interested in them either. And this is also one of those moments where it really shows how Oda is so good at making you hate the villains and it makes it so satisfying to see them defeated because all of that is absent here. You just don't know anything about these guys. They're not built up at all, so you don't hate them. And yeah, it's just not very interesting. And I'm also not a fan of how they find the island with the clues to the lost island just by randomly somehow the grandpa dragon remembering the location, which makes the progressions just like everything else in this story arc feel really forced and unearned. Similarly, when all the other dragons show up, when they're called by Grandpa Dragon, it just seems like that's pulled out of the writer's ass with no prior setup or anything. Speaking of pulling things out of their asses, what are the chances that this perfect moment is when in a thousand years that the lost island appears in the ocean? I mean, my suspension of disbelief is pretty high for One Piece, and I'll let a lot of things go, but this is just way too contrived. To make things worse, there aren't any interesting fights or action scenes either. But even if there were more fights, they wouldn't be that good for the fact that they wouldn't have any emotional weight behind them because nothing again has been set up or really anything to pay off. Ultimately, the majority of the action is just generic combat versus marines and one short fight against Eric. The two non-canon Devil Fruits are okay here. A piece's Hisohisonomi is interesting, and something that lets users talk to animals is pretty cool. While Eric's Kamakamanomi makes for some pretty funny jokes because of the name. But there's really nothing cool or interesting about these fruits and they're not really used in any creative way. And especially when you compare them to the wacky and creative fruits that Oda comes up with for its devil fruit powers. It just pales in comparison because you're always comparing them in the back of your mind. So I want to talk briefly about the two canon portions of this episode just to end on a more positive note. The first one being the calm belt scene. First, we have the portion where they are in the calm belt. This is actually canon and is pretty important to understanding the geography of the Grand Line and the overall world of One Piece. It explains what the calm belt is and also gives us the, the audience a reason why the Grand Line is a place that is so extremely difficult to get in and out of. 
because of these two stretches of ocean that run alongside both sides of the Grand Line end to end, it creates a barrier of ocean where there is no wind and it is inhabited by some of the largest and dangerous sea king creatures. The size of these things don't even compare to Momu or the one that bit off Shanks's arm in the flashback. They're easily like 20 times bigger. I mean, they're freaking massive and will eat a pirate ship like it's a grape. This section in the manga leads us into the next canon portion that we see, which is the reverse mountain scene, which is only somewhat of a safer entrance into the Grand Line as the combat obstructs all other entrances that we know of so far. So reverse mountain, once they get there, they can finally make their way into the Grand Line. We finally get to see the Red Line close up, which is a contiguous piece of land that spans perpendicularly from the Grand Line that splits the planet in half. This thing is huge, but I feel like the manga did a better job of showing us just the scale of how big the Red Line is. And not to say that the anime did a poor job of it, but for some reason, when I see that panel in the manga, it just gives me the sense that the Red Line is just freaking massive. So now they have to climb up a mountain using a river that flows up it. And it obviously that's what where the name comes from, Reverse Mountain. This is also the start of a common Luffy trait where he starts calling things Mystery Blank or Hushigi Blank. In this case, he calls Reverse Mountain Mysterious Mountain or Hushigiyama. He will go on to call something Hushigi Blank anytime he comes across something that he can't fully understand or is very mysterious in nature. And he uses this a lot. And it's, I I don't really notice it, but it always is pretty funny when he does so. And then like I mentioned earlier, they also add in Eric again here for no reason, only to get dispatched immediately without doing anything (laughs) in a very silly way by Nami. As if the writers needed like an extra 40 seconds to be eaten up here to make the quota for the episode of 20 minutes or 22 minutes and something also can we just talk about how nami here just straight up murders this guy so casually i mean this guy is a devil fruit user so he can't swim although i mean in the current that of remorse mountain uh, how strong that thing looks even a normal person who's a strong swimmer would probably die here if they were plunged into that water I kind of hate that this momentous event in the story is so intermingled with the filler material. And I hate it, but I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll live, so it doesn't matter. Finally, we do have a Panda Man sighting. In episode 56, around 14 minutes and 50 seconds in the Netflix version, he's seen among the Marines running across the deck at the bottom of the frame. He's kind of hard to see, but if you either move through it frame by frame or just keep a really close eye on the bottom of the screen, you'll see him run past the screen. Now, I'm pretty sure there were other panda man sightings since the baratier arc but i haven't seen them to be honest so (laughs) i haven't been able to point them out i could go and look them up but uh i kind of want to see if i can find them as i watch but if you're curious to see where the other panda man sightings are definitely uh go to a website like the one piece wiki and just i'm sure they have a list there Anyways, in summary, this was an average set of forgettable episodes, but all things considered for a filler arc, it was short and not at all so bad that it was unwatchable. 
It was just really slow and lacked any real substance. We did get two key scenes that do contribute to the main story. And unfortunately, be, while they're important, it sucks that you can't just skip these episodes all outright if you at least want that information on your first watch through. But I make it a habit to skip these episodes anytime I rewatch One Piece because I already know about all that information. And I'll maybe watch the last half of the Reverse Mountain. Anyways, if you enjoyed this, send me a like or comment. And if you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. Check out my Instagram and Twitter account at SunnyGoPodcast if you want updates of when I post new episodes. And I'll just have like a really minor spoiler section. It's probably only going to be like a couple minutes long just to talk about a couple things. Not really too important. I also wanted to mention that this will be the last episode of the year and I will be taking a break for the holiday season, but I will return on January 4th. So I will see you next year for our first episode talking about the Grand Line. So yeah, look forward to that. And this will conclude season one, I guess. Thank you everybody for listening to this podcast and, you know, just indulging my fandom. But yeah, I'll see you next year. Thanks. Bye. Alrighty, spoiler section. Yeah, nothing really too major. I just wanted to talk about one thing that this filler arc kind of invalidates, I guess. So in Punk Hazard, they actually do come across a real dragon. And it's funny because when they meet the dragon, Zoro, Usopp, and Luffy have obviously were were present during this filler arc. And so they've seen a real dragon by this point. And yet when they come across a real dragon in Punk Hazard, they're both shocked and surprised at having seen a dragon for the first time. And so it creates sort of this continuity error. So yeah, it just doesn't make any sense why they're surprised at seeing a dragon by that point because they've already had really close contact with a dragon here in this filler arc. So if you're an anime-only watcher, that scene makes no sense. But again, that's just kind of nitpicking. And then, I don't know, I guess one thing, it's funny how the Hisoshinomi kind of becomes obsolete and redundant given Chopper's unique ability to speak to animals as a result of his Hitohitonomi, which allows him to become a human, but he can still talk to any species of animal. So essentially, they now have a better a piece on their boat and a part of their crew because not only does he have medical knowledge he can also talk to animals freely and so i find that interesting how oda still manages to get that ability into the series but not have to use the hisoshinomi that was used by the filler arc but anyways those are the only two real things that i wanted to talk about as yeah these stories have nothing to do with the main story all that much and thus can be ignored for the large part anyways i will see you on the next episode thanks for listening bye